Hi, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of The Hit Streak. Check it out. I got to give a big shout out to my show sponsor, my friends over at AVLX. I also have to give a big shout out to Charles Henry and Ace Young, the amazing performers and producers of the music behind the show, as well as the amazing people that make up the Hit Lab creative team who are the producers of the show. Folks, I have a favor to ask. If you like what you hear, and I know you do, click that subscribe button to make sure you get alerted when new episodes are dropped. Thanks for tuning in. The real success stories told by the people who live them. We're going to have some guests on this show that everybody knows, and we're going to have guests on this show that nobody knows yet. One by one, Nick Heider is adding hits to the hit streak. Blessings, folks. Welcome back to another episode of The Hit Streak. I'm your man, Nick Heider, and I got a very, very special treat in the house for you folks today. Um, all right, Lance, your bio, your titles is so long, you've accomplished so <laughs> much. <laughs> all right, um, in all seriousness, I got uh, somebody who is near and dear to me, somebody I'm proud to call one of my closest friends, but you may know him as the um, a co-founder of uh, Tour Supply a couple decades ago, and now a co-founder of an amazing company, the company that actually built the Hit Lab in which we're sitting today, AVLX. You are the co-founder and managing partner of that company. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today, Lance. Awesome to be here, Nick. You're one of my favorite people as well, and I'm very honored to be here, honored to be a part of the Hit Lab studio, and we're going to have some fun. Well, dude, I'm, uh, I was so excited to get you in um, because one of the most common questions that I get asked on a regular basis is about this studio. Mm. Um, it's one of one. It's one of a kind. Um, there's really nothing really like it um, that I've seen anywhere around it, and it's because of the, the innovative solutions you guys created to basically get, the, get something awesome done with the right budget, dude. It was absolutely an incredible experience for us. Well, you know, it's funny how a lot of uh, a lot of things start off with a conversation on the ball field, uh, <laughs> you know, and that's how this started between you and I. Uh, we were Nick and I coached baseball together and have for a few years and uh, have a lot of fun doing that. And one day, uh, walking up to the ball field, Nick's like, "Hey, I need you to build me a podcast studio." I said, okay, well, I guess I'm building you a podcast studio, buddy. So, uh, and that started what year and a half ago? Yes, it was, um, it was October of, we're in 2021 now. It was, was it, I guess it was 20. It was, it was after COVID. So it was, it was, it was maybe October of, of 20. Yep. And, um, it was, it was literally just that. So, um, a little bit of backstory. Yep. Um, you and I, um, are, you do a lot in amateur baseball here in Nashville through the the amazing uh, showcase baseball organization where you're a, a, a board member yes sir a volunteer board member um, but we also coach a team together and have since our kids were uh, nine nine <laughs> right and they're 12 this yeah. year so this is year four and we're walking to a fall practice and uh, buckets or hands full of buckets of balls, equipment that we're carrying down to the field. And I did. I looked right over at you. I still remember it to this day and said, hey, man, I need you to build me a podcast yeah. studio. <laughs> and then that turned into a couple conversations where um, you have an amazing um, team at AVLX. You have great partners. 
Um, and, uh, and I remember Danny, your partner, when I was, we were going through that conversation about what I wanted, it was like, I don't think that exists yet. Um, until now. Yeah. Thanks to you guys. You know, we do a lot of work in the broadcast, uh, divisions of, of several of our clients. Uh, so we're not unfamiliar at all with broadcast. Uh, but what was unique about this is building something that is specifically for this application. A lot of the broadcast systems we do are part of a larger AV system as a whole, whether it's for a church or higher education facility. So to do a, a one-off for, for this, we thought a little bit outside of the box and had some of the team come in and really put their creative juices, let, let them flow and, and, you know, riff off of what you wanted to do and come up with a solution, which we'll talk about later. You know, a lot, a lot of the things we always try to do when, whether it's uh, a, a podcast studio like this or a large integration for uh honky tonk or a church or a school, you know, we try to make complex systems extremely easy to use. And so that was one of the things, you know, we wanted this studio to be versatile for you to be able to bring on a guest on a one-on-one format or do trainings or numerous other things that you want to do with it. So uh, with all those things in mind, we, you know, put a plan together, sit down, map it all out and off we go. Have, have guys like Joey uh, come in here and, and make it look pretty. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun, man. <clears throat> That's the first one of the day right there, man. And the craziest part about what we're doing um, is um, you have an amazing family, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but your your eldest child, um, she's actually in the studio with us today, Miss Fiona, mm-hmm. um, has actually... Um, we're st- she's still showing me things that this place can do and, and, and what we can use it for. So yeah. um, you built it. She's teaching me how to use it. It's literally a family operation. It's pretty awesome, man. It's, uh, you know, I'm so excited for her and watching her, you know, own this place, basically. Uh, she does. It's been really awesome. And she comes home from work so excited. And, you know, I get to hear about it every day at the house. And I'm so pumped up for her. And and proud of her for what she's accomplished here. So at, I did tell you, um, we have a saying around here that's called BF, and that's before Fiona, right? Because things are always so much better since she came around. She's, uh, she, you're going to kill us for talking about you, aren't you? But uh, <laughs> but um, it really is, dude. So if she comes home that excited, imagine how excited I was when I went home. Yeah. Because like this is honestly, this is a this place is was a, a, a pipe dream. First of all, I was, I'm lucky enough to be married to a woman that supports crazy ideas like this. Yeah. Um, and then um, it's it's my favorite toy right now. You know what I mean? So like, she's always showing me new things that my toys can do. So it's an outstanding time, man. Even before we started shooting today, I remember her making sure that we were shooting in 1080 and you know, Mm -hmm. you didn't know how to do that. So like I told her any, anything you can do that the boss doesn't necessarily know how to do. It's great job security. And you know, it's, uh, Mm. it's good stuff. That is a great, great point. Um, if you are not the boss, and one of the best ways to create job security is to be needed. And mm-hmm. if you can do something nobody else knows how to do, and you can own that, that is a very valuable trait. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So, well, awesome. Um, all right. So where were we before I derailed us back there a minute ago? So, um, first of all, I could go every year. I learned something new about you guys and your family. Um, first of all, I knew you were great at sales. The moment I laid eyes on your wife, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I knew you, I was like, man, he must be a good at, a good at business. He can generate <laughs> revenue. That's for dang sure. Um, because you're much like me, you're, you, you outkicked your coverage, um, tons and tons and tons. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Tara, my wife is a amazing person, extremely talented and creative and, uh, you know, We've been married for over 17 years, but uh, known each other 25-ish mm-hmm. or so. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, been a great journey. Four kids, ages 20, 16, 12, and 8. So, you know, we have Man. one in each grade pretty much or, you know, elementary, middle, high school, and then college level. So it's uh, it's awesome, man. They keep me, keep us really busy and between uh the family and the work and a little baseball on the side it's uh you know full-time stuff man it's a it's a balancing act you know absolutely besides um the fact that we get to um shine the light on some amazing companies the stories about the people behind those companies are just absolutely fascinating and amazing in their own rights. Right. So, and your story and, and I mean, honestly, we could spend a whole episode just on your backstory. Like you have every reason in the world not to be successful in doing what you're doing today, just because of the circumstances that you were dealt literally at the youngest of ages. Right. Mm. So, um, that's that's for me that's what that's what's amazing i love hearing these stories i love learning about these things it's absolutely inspirational for me it makes me um, even more grateful for for what i've had and everything like that right so honestly we could go into a whole backstory about um your upbringing and and i remember when i first met your parents and then found out later that they didn't even have to do that do what they did and be as, as amazing as they were like it's just dude you're like you are the american dream like seriously. Yeah. I mean, I, like I always like to say, I tell, tell the kids and, you know, friends, coworkers. I mean, I'm so lucky I get to do what I love to do every day. You know, it's, and that's what we talk about at home is like, you know, don't, don't chase money, chase what you love to do, mm-hmm. do that first and everything else will click into place. So try to do something that you love make that your priority. And I'm lucky enough. I've been able to do that for the last 25 plus years, I guess. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. All right. So let's, let's tell the folks a little bit about how, like, first of all, you got to be a little bit crazy to be a business owner, to take that on. Right. So, um, or stupid. Yeah. (laughs) One or the other. Did you have any experience um, when, like, how did you come to the decision? Did you yeah. just wake up and be like, I want to be, I want to own my own company. How yeah, did that so, work? So I'll, I'll give you a little backstory. So I, I was working at a, a place where, where I met my beautiful wife, Tara. I worked at this uh, club called first Avenue in Minneapolis, which I love first Ave, man. We did a lot of great things there. Had a lot of fun. I worked in the stage production for my buddy Conrad over there. And, uh, we, we had a blast. And uh, it was it was a great introduction to the music business. I played in bands. Always wanted to, always wanted to play. 
in bands and be involved in the music business. So that was always, always my thing early on. Like I'll do whatever it takes. So if I have to load trucks from, you know, come in at 8am to unload a semi, be at the gig all day, load out and it's 10 below zero in Minnesota and you're loading out till 12 or one in the morning, those kind of things paved the way for me, but I just loved it. I mean, I didn't make a whole lot of money, but we had a lot of fun and we loved doing it. Well, uh, that kind of led into an opportunity to go. I went and toured with the band soul asylum, uh, for a little bit who wow was, uh, you know, the, Minneapolis guys knew, knew a few of the guys, but a friend of mine recommended me to do this uh, job for them. <clears throat> Went off, did this one run with soul asylum and came back and a friend of mine said, Hey, uh, they're looking for somebody to manage the drum department at this music store. You should go check it out. So I did wound up getting the gig and managing this, uh, drum store. Uh, well, it's a music store, but it was the drum department in this music store. And I met a gentleman there who was, uh, working with, uh, you're supplying equipment for a lot of bands and big bands like ordering stuff from this tiny little music store in St. Paul, Minnesota. So, uh, long story short, uh, one day went and had coffee with him and said, Hey, you want to start a company? <laughs> and it was completely shooting from the hip and seemed like, you know, we could take this idea and turn it into a business. And I, you know, just kind of had the idea and somehow I conned him into doing that <laughs> with me. And, uh, we started that company in 1998. It was called tour supply. And, uh, you know, that journey took me for the next 20 plus years mm -hmm. and spawned into multiple locations, both, you know, starting in St. Paul, Minnesota, spreading out to Los Angeles, New York, Nashville and opening a, a place in Manchester, England. And, uh, incredible. You know, that was, that was quite a journey. And, uh, we had a lot of fun and worked with the biggest bands in the world, uh, for years and years and, and had a great time doing it. Uh, there was bumps along the way, but to go back to the original question, like when I, when I said, uh, you know, you gotta be crazy to start mm -hmm. your own business or stupid. Well, I might've just been really naive at the time and I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, so everything I learned in business for certainly those earlier years in the company, I learned the hard way by making mistakes. And then the trick was not to make the same mistake twice. That's right. That's exactly right. That's, I mean, you basically just outlined, I think every, first time business owner story. <laughs> yeah. Like that's it that, yeah. you know, nobody's the exception to the rule. I wasn't either. Right. Um, so, and, and you had mentioned, um, working with some of the biggest names in the industry. Like you still do. Yeah. Um, literally like you, what you did for, so my son, um, is a, his favorite band is the Foo Fighters. And yep. you literally surprised him with a pair of a set list, a pair of sticks from said the concert that the set list was from and literally picks from all the guys. Dale actually has the stuff right now. He's getting it all framed and matted up real nice. Oh, um, man, that's great. As well, well and everything, but that's, uh, my buddy Patrick, AKA trick with the <laughs> Foo Fighters who uh, made that happen. So thank you, Patrick. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, we've been, blessed to work with those guys for many, many years. And, you know, they have an amazing crew and amazing band. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Dave's, mm -hmm. and, you know, 
uh, yeah, they're just, they're good people, man. They're just a great rock and roll band. I love everything he's about, you know? So you get to work with some of your heroes like that. It's, it's pretty awesome to, to be able to, to do that. And and we still get to work with them today. So absolutely talking uh, more about that later and, and how tour supply led to AVLX and AVLX led to other things, but you know, I've still get to do what has always been my passion is supporting live music and, mm. you know, production in one way or another. So was, well, so anytime you get into something, you, What's the word, best way to think about this? So like when you are learning, getting into something, you start to learn more and more about the, the you refine it into multiple like chapters, I guess, or, or sections or something like that, right? So um, you got into the business as tour supply and over the next 25 years, you found some other things that maybe you, about the industry that you cared about mm-hmm. a little bit more or whatever. And, 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 and that led to a new project that's, that's now AVLX. So AVLX yeah. is you. It's uh, how old is AVLX now? So we started in at the end of 2018. It's actually a really interesting story how how it panned out. Um, but you know, my last four or five years at, at my previous company, uh, you know, I, I had a friend of mine call me one day. Um, I'm sure a lot of Nashvillians know this name, but uh, a buddy of mine named Max Goldberg. Uh, called me up one day. Max is one of the principals of Strategic Hospitality, and they have some amazing places. Amazing places. company, yeah. yeah. Pinewood Social and mm. Merchants, Catbird Seat. Absolutely. You know, downtown Sporting Club. Uh, you know, Max is uh, he's he's an amazing guy. Somebody I respect uh, greatly, by the way. But Max called me up one day. And he's like, "Hey, Lance, uh, I've got this event space, and we need some help. We got some speakers that are." blown can you help me with that i was like well i usually sell things like that but i don't go out and do installs but i got a buddy named chris he's really good at that let me call chris see what he's doing so sure enough chris uh tory who now chris is one of my business partners i have two business partners in avlx but uh chris is just like one of the He's just a savant. He's in one of the most intelligent people I know when it comes to... All three of you guys are. Like, you compliment each other. It's just rare to find that. Yeah, it's... At the top. There's there's peanut butter and jelly and some bread. You know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we got we got a good secret sauce there, man. It's, it's awesome. But uh, Chris came out with me uh, to help get Max sorted out, got some speakers fixed for him, and... About a week later, Max calls me back. He's like, hey, uh, we got some issues down at this other place. I need to replace the PA system over there. You think you guys can handle that? I'm like, uh, yeah, let me call my buddy Chris again. And that's how that's how it started. Like, we had no intentions of starting an audio, video, lighting, integration business within my former company. Um, but it just kind of happened by accident. And then it started snowballing. And... Uh, started working with city winery and uh, did a place downtown Franklin called Gray's on Main, which is mm. an awesome place to go eat and, and see live music and hear live music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but great, great folks over there. So some of those early things just started snowballing. And at the time you didn't see it coming, but it was like, well, wait a minute. I guess we have like a, a whole nother 
opportunity here. And it was fun for me because I got to flex some muscles or, yeah. you know, work out some muscles that I didn't have before and, and try something new. And it was a way to diversify that business and, and have, you know, a, another revenue stream or another way, you know, to just have a different segment of the business that, you know, helped us, um, you know, the touring industry had some ups and downs with certainly recently with COVID, but back then, you know, there was other challenges like post nine 11 and just other, other things that caused some sways in the industry. So it was just a way to provide some, uh, <clears throat> a, a way for us to have some backup, yeah. backup ammunition. <laughs> I mean, you guys are working with everybody like, um, you were you you were showing me some footage of what was it Juilliard where you guys are doing some stuff with them. I hope I can say yeah. that if that's okay. Uh yeah, I think we're allowed to say that. Um, you know, the Juilliard School, we were lucky to be able to work with them over over you know kind of the latter part of 2020, helping to uh, redesign their audio video broadcast system to you know ran several miles of fiber. Mm-hmm. throughout the the school <laughs> yeah and uh that's a job but, dude oh yeah yeah it was a it was a really big job came at a great time uh but you know yeah it's how can you not be totally blown away to be able to have an opportunity to work with the number one music school in the world i mean outside of maybe like the queen i think you guys have hit just about everybody at the top um with who you've worked with like you're if if it was if we, I mean, we could probably sit here for an hour and or more and list all all these A list um, people in every sector of the entertainment industry, or even the sure. even in the educational industry now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing to look back on that, but at at the time, you're not thinking about that. You know, you're thinking about, you know, keeps on wood doing the next thing in front of you and. You know, and then you look back and you have a chance to reflect on some of this stuff. And it's like, wow, didn't see that coming. Um, So, but, you know, how that that whole thing started, you know, with a phone call from Max Mm -hmm. and led into having an AV division within my former company, having Chris involved. And then this this other guy, my other partner, Danny Rosenbaum, that Danny is just another freakishly smart guy brilliant Brilliant. yeah he's got a master's degree in economics from his beloved ut (laughs) Uh, so he wears wears a lot of orange unfortunately for me being an lsu guy but um anyway danny's uh incredibly talented and and has also worked in the uh av integration business for years and years so when chris and danny and i got together to form avlx at the end of 2018 it was uh you know, it always looks good on paper mm-hmm. when you put plans together like that. And with business, as you know, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, this is a can't lose thing. You know, we're going to do this, 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 and everything's going to work out perfectly. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Well, in this case, I would say it's far exceeded my expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so grateful to have uh, those guys, Danny and Chris, uh, to do this with, you know, they inspire me and challenge me every day to be better. And, um, you know, we're just having a lot of fun along the way. We call you guys the dream team outside of the <laughs> shop, right? So, like, all right, so I have a little bit 
of experience in 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 the audio and video field and mm-hmm. especially from a, both a client perspective as a club owner and then even um I, I, I was i was a part of a company um that that was specialized especially in the in the touring uh, side of things let me tell you folks um first of all like it's a great industry great companies however with that many moving parts and somebody's always going to wait to the last second to do something it's a very high stress, high energy thing, and um, that was the first thing I noticed about working with you guys. Is it's not like that with y'all. It's like <laughs> it's like way more organized. It's a it's a way easier, less stressful experience. Um, you sell to the to actual value, right? So like, and and that was the that was when because um, obviously what I wanted. And what I wanted to spend, just like everybody else, was not even close, okay? Right. And that's not an easy conversation to have. It was very easy to have with you guys because I can still, like Danny just looked at me and said, look, like, what you want it to do and you and you want it to work best. You want it to be better than everywhere else. Um, like, this is this is going to communicate with that. Like, you just, it made the decision so easy. Because I still remember I had to go home and justify this decision, Right um, to a, a business partner and wife, and it was just a it was just a really good. It's just been an unbelievable experience across the board since we first started it, even to now. Knowing that, like, I mean, you had no idea how many calls there were going to be after the fact because I didn't know what I was doing, and we, Fiona, that was BF. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, um, but it, dude, you guys are just that's in my mind. That's one of the things that separates you guys from everybody else is. Um, the level of detail, but just the customer satisfaction, dude, it's second to none. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Well, you know, they say, uh, if, if you're a carpenter, you measure twice and saw once, and that's exactly how we look at it. Um, you know, and, and we have a pretty specific path that we follow, uh, in the process of a project, you know, whether it's a podcast studio like this or a Juilliard or, you know, a church um, you know, we you guys have tried. killed it in that space. You've helped so many churches. Well, it's man. And some of them, like there's one in particular that I'd love to talk about, uh, lighthouse church down in Panama city. Mm-hmm. And man, it's pretty awesome. It was like, that was a really, really cool project to be involved in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the lead pastor is an amazing person. They had been displaced from hurricane Michael a few years prior. And, uh, yeah. so we were kind of part being able to take them from a temporary home that they were in or, you know, their previous location, which was, you know, destroyed, but they were meeting in, you know, a a portion of that space that they were able to salvage and use temporarily. And we put them up in a new uh, place in Panama city and the system came out like, you know, we were so excited just throughout this whole process of, dreaming it like hey this is what we want it to be this is what we want it to sound like this is what we want it to look like and so having those same conversations with the church leadership similar to the conversations we had with you about what you wanted with the podcast studio is what led us down that pathway to the completed project and and without going into great detail um you know i could just say that the first service for those guys uh, i believe it was about double what every other service had been Mm -hmm. so and it's maintained that throughout and we've even grown so uh and that uh the 
the pastor of that church, Pastor Cole, is just uh, an amazing person. Mm. It's been that's the cool thing about this job. Whether we're working with a church like that, or the Foo Fighters, or Juilliard, it's like you're meeting some amazing people along the way. So when I say that we get to, I get to do what I love to do every day and get paid to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't ask for anything better That's in right. life, you know? That's so right. The journey has been the reward that way. Mm. Yes, sir. So, um, you guys are winning because your customers are winning. Not a lot of com- not all companies can say that. Sure. The more your customers win, the more you guys win. That's what it should be, right? Absolutely. We love to see our customers have success. We love to be a part of that. And, uh, you know, somebody who also another customer who's, you know, an amazing person to work with, uh, Joe Baker, who's one of the principals of Old Smoky Moonshine and owner of Yeehaw Beer. And, uh, you know, we built this uh, facility for him down in Nashville behind the convention center on 6th and Peabody and put up some giant video walls and outdoor stage and indoor stage. And along the way, we got to work with Joe and all of his amazing people over there. And I've become friends with Joe and, and to see him and, and that location have success. Um, you know, it's been awesome to see that and get to go down there and and visit. And I brought the kids down there and, you know, Tara and I have, have gone down there with family and we all have a great time going to visit some of these places because absolutely you know, it's it's awesome the the kids get to see that like hey my dad helped make this place so mm-hmm. it's very very cool absolutely so all right let me get back to my sheet here right so um i didn't mention earlier that you are a new orleans native right hence the lsu reference a minute ago right so go tigers there you go big saints fans yeah sure Yep, went to the Super Bowl. I got a great story about that. Maybe we'll save that for uh, episode two or something. All right, okay. Well, dude, this is your show, so whatever you want to talk about, we can. Yeah. Um, all right, so a couple topics that, on some notes that we had made here. Um, so, again, we have a lot of new entrepreneurs, new business owners, aspiring ones. Um, what is, in your experience, because you've um, – Obviously, when you launch a second company, you learn from the mistakes of the first, right? So what would be, you, you mentioned before, um, make mistakes, basically make, make mistakes early and often and rec- and then fix them, make them only once though, right? right. Not twice. Yep. What's some other advice you would give um, a, an aspiring business owner? Because like to start a business of your caliber with all the gear and everything else, it's not like you can just like buy a pizza oven for five grand and make some pizzas and sling them at your trunk like... Right. Well, you guys are like a big business kind of, I think, I think the smartest thing that I did going into AVLX was, you know, picking the people or they picked me. Oh, yes. To be partners with those guys, you know, with Chris and Danny, because, you know, the people that you surround yourself with are, you know, I, I can't do all this by myself. No way. I mean, if I tried to do any of the projects that I mentioned previously without my business partners, fail miserably. Yeah. So, you know, having having the people around you, um, and I think for me, 
having the being able to put my ego aside and understanding the things that I'm really good at and the things that I'm not so good at. Or maybe you have a business partner who's really good at things that you're not, Mm -hmm. you know, let them do what they're awesome at, what they're better than you at. Mm -hmm. And you focus on things that you're good at. So that's been part of the, um, part of the road for me since we began AVLX, you know, back in my previous company, it was, I, I, I was kind of did everything, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, I mean, sales, marketing, inventory management, taxes, payroll, healthcare, everything I had, I kind of had to oversee the large majority of it. And the people are what make anything a good or a bad experience, right? It's the people involved. And I don't know how you can have good, true, like real relationships with customers. If you don't have good, real relationships within your own company. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how I just, it's kind of like I heard a thing from Will Smith one time where he was talking about his relationship with Jada and she looked at him one day when they were younger and she said, how can you expect me to love you if you don't even love yourself? You don't even love you. You don't even think enough of yourself to love you. Why do you expect me to do something you won't do on your own? Right. Yeah. And that always stuck with me. And it's, you look at the greatest companies um, that provide the greatest customer experience. Well, they, they usually enjoy what they do with the people they do it with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have a lot of fun doing what we do, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, there's times, sure, there's times when it's a job and it's challenging or you have a stressful day or whatever. But if you look at it from the 30,000 foot view, it's like, mm. it's awesome. We have so much fun and we get to like, like, you know, we, we talked about some of our clients, you know, we kind of have a best in class, uh, thing we talk about, like in the churches, you know, there's, amazing churches we work with community Bible church in San Antonio and, and, uh, church of the Highlands in Alabama and, and, uh, life lighthouse in, in Florida, you know, uh, and then there's carnival cruise line, princess cruise line in the cruise industries and, and then bands, Foo Fighters and, mm-hmm. and kiss and Motley Crue and Bob Dylan and, you know, tons of bands we've worked with, um, you know, and, and then there's, uh, on the commercial side, Old Smoky Moonshine, City Winery. You know, we've worked with City Winery f- for years. I mean, they're an amazing company. Michael Dorf, another business mm-hmm. owner who we have tremendous gratitude and respect for, and, and his whole team. I mean, man, it's it's awesome. So to have some of those best-in-class uh, clients, and you pick up things and learn things about these different industries, Ooh. and some of them apply apply to the other ones and then some of them are completely different from the other so i think one of the most fascinating things from from my seat is to understand you know having a a, an intimate knowledge of the concert live production concert industry and you know when you're doing production for a concert it's you're setting up Mm -hmm. tearing down go to the next city set up tear down next city and so forth and you're doing fixed installations it's something that's going to last for you know years decades right whatever so so understanding you know there's different equipment but the same equipment on both sides of the industry so um that's been a really cool thing and that's thing 
I think I have a pretty unique perspective on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, I get a little bit jealous for lack of better words, because like you do, you get to hang out with some really amazing people, um, with some, really, really amazing, um, gear you guys create and you build. And that's, that's, that's my favorite thing to do is create and build. Right. So yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. You bring stuff to life. You be like, literally this studio was, um, I described it to you somehow and you guys, it's better than what I asked for, but there was, I had very little visuals to provide you guys with, except for, you know what I'm saying? Like a terrible video I shot of Brad's place out in Vegas that we used as a little bit of a model. Oh man. Well, it, it's easy. That's my, my favorite part is that, that brainstorming session, the blue sky session, as we like to call it. Ooh, hold on. We got to get one for that one. <laughs> blue sky session. We're going to use that. Blue sky session. Yeah. Let's sit down. Let's talk about what are your goals? You know, what, if, if we, you know, we're sitting in your church, your business, your podcast studio, a year from now, once this project is completed, what would you want it to look like in, in a perfect world? And then trying to get from, you know, there's there's what you want to do, the blue sky part of it, then there's the budget, and then it's, you know, the time it's going to take, and now we have this new thing, I believe it's called uh, supply chain. Mm. <laughs> so that heard plays, a little bit about that. That plays into bit. it a little bit, you know, so... Uh, sometimes, and, and that's interesting recently, we're having to think about, uh, you know, if we're planning on installing a thingamabob, we might have to get a whatchamacallit instead, <laughs> you know, because of supply chain issues. So well, we, we were waiting on the cameras here in this room for, for yeah. a while. Yeah, for, we were, um, that turned out great. And I mean, I, I guess we should mention just a little bit about some of the equipment, Come on. Uh, and that's that's one of the things that you know we we have great relationships with the manufacturers. I mean, that's, that's another big part of this. You know, whether you're talking about supplying equipment for bands or doing major installations, integration work at, at universities and churches and things, you you need to have great products, mm. right? And so, you know, we're talking into a, a Sure SM7 here, which is you know amazing microphone yes it is you know it's uh it, it's perfect for this application we have some marshall cameras in here we have a roland vr4 hd mixer mm -hmm. and i have one at my house too that's right so uh, we got the helo back here the the machine as i call it the lighting from our friends at elation in here mm -hmm. uh, so we have really good quality products and you know that's something we try to do is is you know look at the right product for each project. And sometimes somebody will want something that costs way more money than the best product for that application. So it's not always like this thing that, well, I really wanted to do this. And, you know, well, you know, I thought I could do this for $25,000. Well, no, you actually need to spend like 40,000. It's not always like that. A lot of times it can be a situation where, well, this is what I want to do. And, um, you know, I, I'm targeting this piece of equipment to do that. Well, if you can do that same thing for half the price, I would rather sell you that item for half the price yeah. because here's the deal. This is a marathon, not a sprint. 
And that's the way we look at it when it comes to anything. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way if, and that's another just thing that I always keep in my head all the time, because if you look at it from a marathon perspective and not a sprint perspective, then you're keeping your customers, um, you know, you're keeping them first. Mm. And at the end of the day, if they trust you and know that you're trying to do right by them, then they'll never, they'll never leave, you know, Mm. because you're, you know, it's, uh, you know, you just, they believe that you care and, and we do care. And so, uh, that's just a beautiful thing, man. And I love getting to do this every single day. When you guys are the experts, like that's for, yeah. Obviously, um, you guys were the the relationship between me and the manufacturers, and 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 you guys did the install. But like, uh, like your knowledge is what was the most value to what you brought here. Because yeah. again, like this was, it, it still is, especially months ago. I mean, like, um a lot of this equipment's extremely new, right? Extremely new. Um, and, um, maybe a lot of people wouldn't have known how to utilize that to make this do what it can do. I just, I don't know if anybody else could have built this. That's a, that's a a good segue into something I was wanting to talk about, Nick, because, um, you know, whether you're designing and I kind of alluded to this earlier, uh, but when you're designing a podcast studio, or let's say it's a church and you have uh, the audio system and lighting and the broadcast system and the computer net- data network, you know, um, all of these things, all these subsystems have to work together as one integrated unit and it has to be easy to use. And <clears throat> that's one thing that I think carries over from my days in the previous company. Uh, for example, we started a division called Playback Control at tour supply with my buddy, that. my buddy Viggy, who's uh, an amazing, amazing engineer and uh, programmer. Uh, Viggy had this uh, amazing recipe to create a playback system for bands. And when I say playback system, what that system does is we'll play backing tracks. It'll control lighting. It'll control pyro. Uh, you can control video with it, but it can be just a, a small system. Uh, living in an equipment rack and we made it in such a way that there's just an iPad that was used to control to select the song and you select the song on the iPad and then there's a foot switch and you hit the foot switch and off you go and the band unbeknownst to the crowd the band is hearing in their ears you know the name of the song and then a counter Mm -hmm. and then the band will start playing and then when they hit the chorus the background vocals come in or when they when they go to the bridge, the guitar player's rig might change from this patch to this other patch. And so <clears throat> building a system like that is very, very complicated from <laughs> no the hardware and the programming and all the pieces and parts that go into that to deliver that finished product. Yep. product. Yep. Now, look at a commercial project, an integration project somewhere that has... I'll use uh, Old Smokey, sixthandpeabody.com for for reference. You know, they have two video walls. They have an indoor 
stage. They have an outdoor stage. They have multiple uh, audio zones, let's call it, like this patio area and this front entryway. And then they have another 20 TVs inside. And they have eight DirecTV boxes. And um, a data network, they have 35, 40 surveillance cameras. So when you're doing a project that includes all of that <laughs> stuff and you need to be able to control all of that seamlessly and it has to work the large majority of the time. It's never going to work perfectly all right. the time, but it's going to it's got to work the large majority of the time and be super easy to use. Same thing go back to the playback system. There's a lot of similarities there. You're talking totally different products you know digital performers the software we used over on the playback rigs and elan is one of the hardware software solutions we use on the on the control system side for integration projects but at the end of the day you're taking a very complex system and making it super easy to use mm -hmm. and to to do that effectively is a lot harder than it sounds or maybe it does sound hard. Yeah, it's, it sounds real hard. <laughs> it sounds really hard. It's a whole lot of signals and things like that and communication yeah. um, that is um, that is initiated by humans and, and right. followed through by artificial intelligence. That's a good point. I mean, and as easy as you make things, it can still be, you know, there can be a human element that can cause things to go awry. People are people. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. You know, some, it's like, you know, everybody's got the dad or grandpa that's like trying to send a text or, you know, I have a friend of mine, uh, who, you know, uh, their dad, like I've, I get like probably six to eight Facebook friend requests from this dad, like a year. Cause I don't know how, but like, we're already friends and he locked himself. He lost his password to his yeah. other account. Just start a new yeah. one. Just yeah. start a new one. I wonder how many email addresses he has too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never know, but yeah, it's uh, you know, you have different levels of uh, staff that are operating these things. Yeah, you know, whether again, whether it's a control system for a large honky tonk or if it's a playback system for a band. So, um, you know, we try to make it as user friendly, bulletproof as possible. Yeah, it's um, you know, when you first look at like what do you guys specialize in, it's it's hard to to pinpoint that because it's like you specialize in what the customer needs, right? And it's like there's just the tech is always evolving, it's always new. You guys are always dealing in new stuff in yep. uncharted territories. Absolutely. So it's um, that, that's probably the worst thing that could happen to you guys. Is you guys get pigeonholed as one specific thing, but the craziest thing is that you're able to do all those things extremely well. But you, again, it's about the relationship. It's about the people. It's about, um, the infrastructure, like the culture you guys have created is second to none. Um, and then you're, you manage the workload. Like you guys don't take on more than you should. Like you, yeah. you guys handle your volume. Like, I mean, you're professionals. It's freaking awesome, dude. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, we, we just keep sawing wood and uh, trying to, again, marathon, not sprint, and treat mm. customers the way that you want to be treated. And, <clears throat> yes, when it comes to technical systems like this, you absolutely have to have the staff. And we're very blessed to have amazing lighting programmers who have toured the world 
multiple times and mm. audio guys who have flown again to multiple continents fixing consoles for you know who's who absolutely in music <clears throat> and chris who's uh chris is our technical leader of course and and somebody who's uh, toured the world again several times over as a production manager as a front house engineer as a monitor engineer and um you know just extremely intelligent so uh, we we've got an amazing crew of people. Amen. That's, that's what makes the difference. Amen. I can agree with that for sure. People. So, all right, couple other things. Um, let's see here. You guys. Um, all right. A little bit more about for that for our growing entrepreneurs and business owners. So you mentioned like you, you ever, I think every job you listed was somewhere else different in the, not just the United States, but like the world. Right. So you guys are like logistically, what do you think is one tip that you could give an aspiring person wanting to scale and grow geographically? Right. What's one tip that you would give them to make sure that like, cause in my mind, that's, it's like you're dumping a bunch of marbles on the table and you're just trying to keep some from falling off. Yep. Right. So I would say my, okay, here's a great analogy for you, Nick. So you're, you're a drummer. So I'm, I'm a drummer, <laughs> sort of, you know, if you want to learn how to play something on drums, the first thing you're going to do, you're going to play your hi hat mm-hmm. on one, two, three, and four. You're going to play your kick on one and three and your snare on two and four, right? Yeah. And if you can't do it, what do you do first? Play it really slow. Right. <clears throat> slow down. But once you have that mastered, then you can throw in different things and mix it up. Well, it's the same thing with a business. So do it right here at home or, you know, wherever that is for you. Make sure make sure you can do this right. The first time and have this nailed down before you try to scale. And then I also look at it like, you know, I think, you know, this is more of a collective decision between Chris, Danny and myself, but, you know, we try to scale according to what makes sense. If you try to grow too fast, it's easy to crash and burn. But if you take that growth slowly and methodically and make sure that, you know, you're, still able to take care of your customers the way they deserve to be taken care of, then Mm. you can be successful. But if you, if you don't grow enough or if you grow too fast, I think, you know, those are both two issues that can cause, cause, Mm. cause problems. So build a process. Correct. That you can replicate, but more than anything, what I heard was, is like you take, your future growth for your own company, you take your current clientele's um, satisfaction and happiness. You don't want to sacrifice one ounce of that. No, we to we, grow. We can't because that's what's made us successful. Mm. And if we try, <laughs> if we is. try to water down, if you know, try to water down that recipe, then you're okay. not going to be successful. But you you touched on something that, and I got to tip my hat to Danny on this because uh having processes processes in place uh has been so important so vital for what we're doing at avlx i mean we have a process for how we do expenses how we do purchasing how we do uh you know in the whole integration process each project 
there's a process. We use things like Monday. Check out monday.com. We use Expensify. We use QuickBooks Online for some basic accounting tools. So we have some tools in place, <clears throat> and we try to consolidate those tools where it makes sense. But, um, you know, having processes for mm. each and every of those things is so important because if if it's something that you can duplicate, if I were to fall off a cliff tomorrow or, God forbid, Danny got hit by a bus or, you know, whatever – we would have processes in place to continue what we're doing. And so we're still, you know, we're trying to refine that and get better at it. And, you know, as, as we're continuing to grow and we have a very busy rest of the year ahead of us and a very busy 2022 ahead of us, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> having those processes in place is vital to our success. So one of my favorite, um, He's a mentor. I've never met him. I'm just a fan. His name's Marcus Lemonis, the prophet um, on MSNBC, um, owner of Camping World and tons of other stuff. Um, but he has the three Ps, people, product, process. Mm-hmm. All great businesses have those are good at those three Ps. Great people moving in a, a great product through a great process. Right. Makes sense so you have to have all three. And you literally just alluded and touched yeah. on all three of those things, right? So wow. that's fantastic. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's uh, uncommon. You know, I mean, I, I think that's if you look at a lot of the successful companies out there, whether it's a small business or a massive corporation. I think, uh, you know, Elon Musk is somebody I have immense respect mm. for. And, Huge Elon fan. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> he's a great person. He has some pretty great people around him. He has a pretty awesome product. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they have some processes within Tesla and the other companies to allow them to, to be successful. Yeah. That's right. Um, all right. So let's see. You have worked with a lot of your heroes, yeah. right? So I've got a couple here listed. And if we need to do um, rattle off any more, because b- before we finish, I also want to um I, w- I want to remind everybody, like I met you through what you do for the community, not through work. And how, like the greatest companies do that too, yeah. And and they they give back, and and because just like you care about your customers, you care about your community, if not just as much, if 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 just as much, because you love your customers as much as you can love anything, right? So, amen. Um, but uh, talk to me about working with some of your heroes. So here's a couple of things I got listed here. So I've got uh, Pink Floyd at Live Eight. I've got ACDC at Download Fest. I've got um, the Wall Tour um, at Bridgestone Arena. F- uh, Foo Fighters from Side Stage at the Ryman. Um, sitting at the monitor desk with uh, Jules at a Bob Dylan show. Um, seeing one of the last Rush shows ever in Atlanta um, with a bud of yours who produced them. Like those are just a couple that are on my list, right? Yep. So like that's just you call that work? Yeah, I know, right? I'm going to talk to my <laughs> guidance counselor. <laughs> well, and, and the one that stands out for me, I mean, you know, it's there's a lot of awesome stories from the years that I've, I've been working in the music industry. But the one that definitely stands out is Live 8 and Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that was a pretty cool, um, uh, just, I, I don't think that can ever be topped. I mean, I, I got to go out to London when Live 8 was being shot, um, being performed. And, uh, yeah, I've told this story to many people. And actually, I got a buddy of mine who was there, too. And we tell the exact same story. So it's funny that the experience he had and the experience I had was identical. 
So go out there and, uh, you know, we were kind of providing some equipment. We were not charging anything, but if somebody needed some strings or some picks or an XLR cable, it's like, here you go. We, we brought spares of stuff to help people out during this great cause that they were, they were doing to end world hunger. Um, <clears throat> but during the rehearsal day, and this is at, uh, in, in London at Hyde Park, uh, you would have Madonna, Elton John, The Who, U2, uh, all these bands coming out there and rehearsing throughout the day. And when one of them would finish a song, you'd hear like a little smattering of applause in the yeah. in the background, and there'd be like twenty or thirty people milling about watching this, you know, huge A-list stadium artist rehearse for for Live Eight. Well. At the end of the night, the last band to come out and rehearse was Pink Floyd. And this was the first time that Roger Waters and David Gilmore had been on stage together as Pink Holy Floyd cow. for Holy 25 cow. years. And Holy it's never cow. it's never happened since. And for somebody who considers Pink Floyd one of their top three favorite bands of all time. Um, Amen. You know, I was like a giddy... <laughs> little kid i was 13 14 again i was on the barricade center stage and anybody and everybody who could be there was also up there and so there was like hundreds of people now like the catering people at a rehearsal you know texts from every band that was there and like everybody that's you know everybody that's working there is now up front kind of in this up along the barricade and I look up to my left and there's Roger Waters and <laughs> over here to my right is David Gilmore. And they go through their whole set <clears throat> and played, you know, their four song set, I believe that they played. And after every song you hear like, <sighs> like the history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I give it to you. There you go. Yeah, go ahead. So, I mean, you just hear like this massive eruption from the people over there and it's not like anybody disrespected the other bands over there, but we all knew that this was a unique, special moment to get to see Pink Floyd with Waters and Gilmore together at Hyde Park Incredible. at Live 8. And it was just a unique, unprecedented experience in my career in the <laughs> music industry. Incredible. So, yeah, man, it's uh, that and some other fun times. Uh Absolutely. Well, no, that you can't top that one. Yeah. Nah, you can't. I, I can tell you right now, you can't. That's absolutely. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, that is crazy. And to realize what you're going through while it's happening is special as well. Yeah, that's part of what I. You know, what's what's funny, Nick, is like sometimes it's easy when you're in business and things are crazy and you know things take an unexpected turn because they always will. I mean, things are always going to go bad. At some point, something bad's going to happen to you, and you just got to power through it and figure out the solution, right? And it's easy to get caught into the trap of just the grind and work, 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 mm-hmm. and not look at how far you've come and and take a minute to smell the roses because, um, you know, it's uh, again the journey's the reward, and uh, and it's just. You know, to be able to do that is uh, you, you want to have fun along the way. If you're not having fun along the way, that's know, right. That gets back to what we talked about before: do what you love. Yeah. 
and the rest will work out. That's so. awesome. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk a little bit about um, the community because you have like a whole nother full-time job um, in what you do for an amazing baseball um, organization here in Middle Tennessee um, called Showcase. You're a board member. Um, You do, you manage. So you have two sons that play. One of them's in the house with us today, the Daniac. Old Dane, uh, and and then you have and he and Dane is playing on our twelve u our twelve year old team, and then you have Jude. And what age is Jude playing? Jude's now? playing sixteen u. Sixteen u. So, but you're managing budgets for both teams, um, helping set up stores, and like you you have critical roles on yep. both of those teams. On top of what you do for the organization, in which you're working with great companies like uh, Wilson and yep. DeMarini and Evo Shield, right, and and. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, being involved with showcase, it's awesome. I mean, I love, love baseball, love the game of baseball, you know, you, you and guys I, built an indoor facility yeah. in Franklin, Tennessee. Like yeah. who does that? You can't get that anywhere else. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And you know, we, uh, we've had so much fun doing it and you know, I, I have so much fun getting to work out with you and Hunter and mm. all these guys who I learned from, from you guys every single day that we, we were together and uh but yeah i mean from <clears throat> again if you look at showcase as a whole we have 18 teams from ages 8 up to 17 it's incredible and an indoor facility we have a partnership with wilson and mm-hmm. their family of brands so evo shield de marini louisville slugger atac mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> they're uh you know the best brand in baseball honestly and uh, I, st- I had a Wilson glove yeah. my whole life. Who doesn't love an a- yeah, who doesn't love an A2000, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. And Louisville Sluggers, man, just amazing bats. DeMarini bats being that, that the, the meta, the uh, the new uh, Voodoo Ones mm-hmm. that are out from DeMarini are just amazing. So much pop in those bats. But um, <clears throat> I digress. Uh, I mean, if you, if you look at the organization, so what we do, I'm – one of the four executive board members for showcase. And, and so, nobody, everybody's a hundred percent volunteer on that board. Correct. That's a, That's what's really unique yeah. and neat about that. Okay. So yeah. travel baseball is a, <laughs> like any travel sport, it's expensive. It's expensive. It's, and there's, and that's a job for most people. It's their job. Like they get paid to do those things Yep. and you guys don't. And you're not only competing, but excelling against a lot of those same organizations. Yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, again, if we look back at our, our goal is to educate and inspire athletes. It's not to fly guys in from Texas and Atlanta and, mm-hmm. you know, Dominican Republic to put together the best team to go win as many trophies as possible. It's about development and, you know, mm. and working with the kids to get better individually and to get better as a team. And if you know, as far as the on the field stuff, you know, we have great guys like you who played professional baseball for many years, come from a baseball family. I mean, before you could walk, you were probably throwing a baseball. And I, I was, I would say the same thing about Hunter Bledsoe, our buddy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's uh he kind of swings a big bat in the baseball yes, world and manages, you know, some of the best guys in baseball you know he's on the planet agent for 
I don't know, 50 big leaguers or something like that. So Yeah, I can't wait to get him in here. He's going to be a guest on the show soon. He's going to tell some great yeah, stories. He, I mean, he's amazing. So Hunter is like listening to Hunter talk about hitting mm. and listening to Chris, my business partner, talk about a control system. It's like they're both yeah. savants at their craft. That's right. You know, so again, you go back to having people, you know, the people we have, Doug Edwards, the president, Randy Griggs, one of the founders, Travis Copley played pro ball, Mm -hmm. you know, on, on down the list of uh, board members that we have. So, you know, yes, it's a time commitment, but if we didn't have the amazing people within the organization to, you know, break up those duties among many people, it'd be impossible. So it's a village, right? You're giving hundreds of young men a platform to not just excel, but they're getting to do it in the nicest of circumstances. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's it's incredible, dude. And, and that's that's a you know I I'd say Nick I I think that's a little bit of a blessing and a curse because look at somebody like Jose Altuve, yeah, who's you know my kids love Jose and I think he's an amazing player and amazing incredible human being. And I've heard stories about that dude in Venezuela with his dad throwing the ball to him, not not a ball. That's right. The ball. And he'd hit it, and then his dad would go get the ball, or he'd go run and get the ball, and then he'd throw him the ball again. And, you know, so you can make it, you know, you don't have to have all the fanciness and every hit tracks or every Repsoto and blast and every bit of technology in the indoor facility. Really it's going to boil down to how, how badly you want to get after it. Absolutely. But you make the, there's a lot of kids that want it bad and it's, but it's about opportunity and, 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 and accessibility. And like you just, some of the things that maybe the kids can't control, you eliminate those things where now it's up to the kid yeah, and you and they have if if it's up to them and 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 they're willing to do the work and 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 they've got the the things that they need to do it now they have the platform to be able to do yeah that. and I don't mean to downplay that at all because it is awesome like the resources that we have in place for dude the it's it's so, so first class yeah I mean we we have our own indoor facility in Cool Springs <clears throat> we have a couple pitching tunnels batting cage big net to do tee work into weights a great weight like there's uh, weights you can do anything we, you we want. have. Uh, Technology from Blast, which is an incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you check out uh, Blast, they they started in golf, and then one day somebody from the Astros called them up and said, "Hey, uh, can you do this with a baseball bat?" Mm-hmm. And that started a whole new business for them, which you know. Ethan and I were doing yeah. it this morning. Yeah, straight up. So uh, Blast Rapsodo is another technology we have in the facility, which you know we have it for pitching and for hitting, so you can get bat speed or excuse me exit velocity exit velocity launch angle uh with pitching you can get spin you know mm-hmm. spin metrics and of course the speed and i could nerd out with uh, you on so many yeah. things dude yeah that's kind of cool for being a tech guy i mean i'm i'm a nerd when it comes to all that stuff so well these things I, have to be installed and there's screens involved and we yeah. have the best in the business yeah. doing that for the organization well, and you know how much i love running game changer so and uh, you know i think we have we have the most accurate statistics of any 12u team in history bar none <laughs> bar none uh, but uh you know it's it's a lot of fun being able to use that tech technology and see and 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 see how there's a direct correlation. I mean, remember what we did last year indoors mm-hmm. from, you know, we started off our late fall, early winter workouts 
indoors and we used blast from the day we started till the day we finished the indoors before we went out outside to start practicing and then playing games and you could see we had goals that we set when we started after the first practice business owners listen up yeah and and we said we want everybody to get above 50 bat speed Mm-hmm. Right? Is that what it was? We were measuring bat speed, I think. I want. I want to say it was sixty. We were going for sixty. Well, minimum. Everybody had to hit fifty. That's and, right. And we had to have at least one at least doing one sixty. Sixty. I think we had three over sixty. Yes. And everybody hit above fifty. When we started. We had zero. Right. That was. Yeah. But business owners, like, how can you improve something that you don't measure? Mm-hmm. Right. And and if you don't have a goal, what are you working towards? Right. So we're even yeah. applying it. We're teaching these young men. I mean, quite frankly, the fundamentals, something that's all great businesses have in common, that's their ability to not just set goals, but solve problems and forecast and, and measure along the way as to if they're on yep. track. To and then, those. yeah, totally, man. And if you look at in business, how do we do that in business? Well, you have a CRM, you mm-hmm. have, uh, you know, other technology Monday that we use to manage uh throughout the, the job process on the baseball side. It's like, Oh, we have blast. We have team snap team snaps. Another thing we use on the, <clears throat> the backbone of showcase baseball. Um, in fact, I'm doing a little, uh, interview with them soon for, uh, for their website or something, uh, talking about how team snap has been useful for showcase baseball. Well, we were able to consolidate a number of different platforms onto a single platform to do registrations both for tryouts and for, you know, registering players to different teams, managing uh, payments. uh, Communications. Communication. Yeah. Calendar. You know, you can set events on the calendar. So the Wilson demo day is on Mm -hmm. October 28th or whatever. And, um, set those things and then that information populates down to the calendars for each specific team. So things like that, if you have the tools in place to make things easier to use and just cut, cut some corners that way. Yeah. It's, it makes it so much more manageable. Well, all I hear Lance is that, so everything you touch, your family's gold, your business is gold, a volunteer, uh, a volunteer role at a amateur baseball association that's at literally a nonprofit where nobody gets paid is gold. Um, there's just a certain level, a standard that you live by, and everything that you touches is elevated to that uh, to that level. Well, I I can't really <laughs> I don't know how to how to comment on that. I mean, I know there's been there's you're going to say it's the people, it's the people well, is what you're going to say. But who brought the people there? Yeah, I mean it's it's. It's the other folks, man. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's always a team effort, whether we're a baseball team or, or a company, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's a collective group effort. You know? It always is. It always is. There's another yeah. one. Mm-hmm. All right. So as we kind of bring this thing home here um, a little bit, so I get on here, I've got a note on here that you measure success by getting paid to do what you love. Right. Yep. So I think success is a destination. That's what I think. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of pressure, especially on kids these days that, you know, success is measured by how much money you make or what kind of car you have or what, you know, adults measure, of course, 
It really, it really, you really measure it by the choices that you get to make would be success, right? And maybe you need money to make those choices. Maybe you don't. Yeah. That's everybody's a little different. Yeah. I mean, if, if you get to do what you love every single day, you win. That's right. Mm. I mean, that's, uh, I, I don't know how to put it more simply. I mean, it's just, you know, focus. I would tell, uh, you know, my own kids, like I would tell any kid to just focus on what you love to do. Mm-hmm. If it's like Jude loves baseball and wants to keep working in baseball, well, you know, the chances of him getting paid to play professional baseball are pretty small. I don't want to discourage him from trying to do that, but I want to make sure that he has a plan. <clears throat> yeah. You know, to, you know, like, like I did, you know, I, I wanted to work in music. I, I, I wanted to play drums and play music for a living and I didn't get to do that exactly, but I got to do something, you know, maybe it's equally as good or better or, you know, in some ways, yeah, uh, you know, it, I've, I've enjoyed it every single day. So um, if, if that's something like Jude wants to do, for example, I would encourage him to chase that dream. And if he winds up working for a team or being an athletic trainer or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, just go ahead and. Immerse yourself in it and do Boom. it. Boom! Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. You can't uh, can't get good at anything by just tapping your toes in the water, baby. You just got a cannonball yeah. and go in, man. Make right. a big old splash. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, <clears throat> obviously, um, I am uh, a extremely satisfied client from you guys over at uh, AVLX. Besides, um, just. Uh, just being able to being proud to call you a friend. But um, so if one thing that the folks would need to know, so like the, one of the most common, uh, the, so obviously you guys are gracious, gracious enough to, to uh, be a sponsor of the, of the show here. And um, I've got your hat on the desk sitting here next to me. One of the most common questions I got is what is AVLX? So you mentioned it's audio video lighting, right? So um, if, 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 if somebody's sitting at home right now and thinks, do I need to, can I, can I work with them? Can I do something with them? Should I be a client of theirs? Like, how would you describe? All right. Well, so AVLX audio video lighting excellence. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we, uh, we do integration, uh, AV integration for, you know, primarily with churches, higher education, uh, commercial applications, cruise lines, uh, you know, and we also have a retail division selling production supplies for not only bands, but also many of the churches we work with or, mm. or industry professionals. Uh, some of the universities we work with purchase, you know, things like gaffer tape and batteries and all the day-to-day essentials uh, through our website, which is avlex.com forward slash shop. Yeah, baby. Uh, so, so we do. Uh, a great job of selling all the needed consumables uh, that folks use for production on a day-to-day basis. So uh, we obviously uh, work with a lot of people there, uh, carry products from the great folks at ProGaff, ProTapes out of Edison, New Jersey, who are you know the manufacturers of the real gaff tape out there, the only true gaff tape mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. ProCell batteries, Pelican cases, SKB cases, Shure microphones, Sennheiser microphones, wireless systems, in-ear monitors, road cases, 
uh, kind of all these different things you use for production. Then on the integration side, um, you know, being able to work, uh, if, if there's an audio element, if there's a video, whether it's, uh, you know, video walls or multiple TVs, or, uh, you want a control system that's going to manage everything. Uh, you know, I would love to, you know, reach out to any, any new clients, uh, you know, and, start the conversation because just like our conversation on the ball field that's right if you don't reach out and have the conversation then you know well, we never get to the, this beautiful studio that we have here what i knew was is that if i wasn't if this studio wasn't your clientele because like look every company is every every company's not for every single person out there right, right? so there's um, i knew that if you weren't it that you would lead me to the person that was. And I could say oh. that comfortably for anybody. So if they're wondering, then make the call. Yep. And you'll and you'll make sure they land where they need to land to get what they need, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm always happy to help if it's something that we can't help with, but I know the right person for the job. Um, when it came to this studio, I don't know anybody. I don't know that there is a company that really specializes in building podcast studios. I don't think there is anybody, but there, there's not. And at, this is more of a television studio. You guys yeah. crushed it, dude. Like, this, you know what I'm saying? This yeah. we call it a podcast studio, but I mean, there's there's three cameras in here. We're running four feeds, and I mean, it's all yeah. there's monitors everywhere. The lighting is the same yeah. thing you'd see in ESPN. I mean, that's it's incredible. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's it's been a, a blessing to be involved in that. I'm very grateful to you for that opportunity. And we're just getting started, yeah. dude. Yeah, man. How many more are we gonna build? <laughs> Man, I don't know. Definitely, uh, definitely a couple more, right? Yeah, we need a red yeah. one. We need a red one. We need the red, the red studio. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. Maybe the red studio, blue studio. Uh huh. You know? That's right. Studio fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dale needs his own studio. Dale does need his own studio. Mickey needs his own studio. Pop, come on, totally you know, needs pops. his own studio. Shout out to Pops. <laughs> That's Mickey right. Hyder. <laughs> another one of my favorite people. One of my favorite hiders. Well, there's not many of us, so we're on a short list. That's the good news. <laughs> yeah. Um, so avlx.com is your website. Um, they can they can check out some uh, all about you guys, some past projects on on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash avlx integration, yes, right? Sir. And um, man, it's just. Dude, I've had a blast hanging with you today. Is there anything else you want to give the folks um, before we sign off um, on this episode? I got to have you back. I say that a lot, but I'm I'm serious. Like yeah. you, honestly, your story about just leading into entrepreneurship is it, it should be. If you ever write a book, it should be that. Quite honestly. Well, man, I I would just say that I'm I'm super grateful, like to everybody that I've had the pleasure of working with, both customers, vendors co-workers, business partners, you know, it's not about me, man. It's about them. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I, I can take this much of the credit for any of that success, but <clears throat> you better, you know, a little bit, I'll, I'll take credit for a little bit. You better, but, uh, credit, you know, who needs credit, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's overrated. It totally is. <laughs> so seeing somebody else happy is all you need. Exactly, man. That's the cool thing about having kids is to be a, like, being able to experience things through their eyes for the first time, like that. I mean, I remember Dane used to like going through car washes when he was little, and <laughs> I liked going through car washes when I was little. So that's right. It's pretty funny, like little things like that. You're 
experiencing again, you know? That's right. And hearing, uh, I, I remember the first time hearing Fiona perform at Renaissance High School. Uh, yeah, she's they, totally going to be famous dude, one day. She's totally going to be famous. They did this thing where it's called a coffee house. And so I, w- I remember I was at the office and I had to like jet out to go catch her performance at the school. And I remember going in there, sitting down. I was like nervous. I was nervous for her. And it was the first time seeing her perform in front of a large crowd. And I was like, man, I wonder if she's going to be nervous. <laughs> you know, I'm just nervous for her, you know. I know that feeling. And she came out there, and man, she just absolutely crushed it. And sounded so good. She does song, sound good. song that she wrote, that she sang. And, you know, I was just like, I had tears in my eyes because I was yeah. just so proud of her for that it's still incredible you know, she's she's done amazing and all the kids are, are amazing in their own way they're each different very different as as i'm sure you know yes you know <clears throat> ethan ethan is quite the character and and we'll see what uh comes out of miss ansley when she gets a little older but we yeah. shall see yeah. we shall see everybody says i'm in trouble um and i'm like why she gets to do whatever she wants. I'm yeah. just going to give her flowers and smile. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know my job. Yeah. Um, well, dude, um, so I had, oh man, I had something. Um, but uh, no, Fiona is going to be famous. I'm, I'm going to, I better get tickets, girl. You know what I'm saying? I better, I better get tickets. Um, so we got to have you back for sure. I want to hear, um, you got to write that book. Um, the book oh, yeah. after you write Danes 365 Daily Danes, right? Yeah. After yeah. you after you do those, absolutely. Um, dude, again, thanks so much for for hanging today. Thanks so much for uh, for being on the show. Thanks so much for everything you've done um, here in the studio and and everything else. We're just absolutely loving it, man. Thank you from from both me and from AVLX. Thank you. We appreciate you. You're a great great guy. You're a great husband. You're a great father. You're a great mentor to me in a lot of ways. And, and I'm, I'm very grateful to call you one of my good friends, Nick. So thanks for having me right back at you, man. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the hit streak. I'm your man, Nick Heider. Do not forget to hit that subscribe button. We'll see you next time.